Welcome to Shut Up, I'm Talking, the podcast. The podcast where it's nothing is off limits. You can laugh, cry, and possibly leave with more wisdom. But one thing is certain, you will shut up because I'm talking. Brought to you by Lane the Boss. Yo, welcome back to Shut Up, I'm Talking, the podcast. I have my co-host, aka my wife, aka Faith, aka Grandma Spunk. <laughs> hey. How you doing today, babe? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited. We've been talking about stuff that's right up my alley, so I'm super excited. Yeah, you're excited for this episode because yeah. we're talking about stuff that's extremely crazy and out of the ordinary. <laughs> well, the sad part about it is, is that it's not out of the ordinary. Why is that? Um, that's what makes it so crazy. Well, fun fact, <laughs> just to throw out, throw it out there and give you a little sneak peek as to what we're going to be talking about. But one in 10 people that you know is a sociopath. Mm, one in so, 10 people. Yes, that's a higher epidemic than, um, oh my gosh, why does the word escape me? Like bulimia and anorexia. So it's an epidemic. Which means while you're driving to work, guys, if you listen to this while you're driving to work or at any moment during the day, somebody you work with, somebody you kick you with mm-hmm. is a sociopath. And a sociopath isn't necessarily like a murderer or sociopaths come in many different forms. They can be at your job place. They could be the person you're dating. Um, scary. They could be your friend, your mother, <laughs> your father. They can be any and any any and everywhere. So just because they're not murdering people doesn't mean that they're not crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think you know a sociopath? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. Am I, I do. Am I 100% really? sure? No, but they definitely have qualities. Oh, and if people are interested in this topic, there is a book um, that you can read. I don't know the author the author but it's called the sociopath next door it's super interesting so if any of you guys are into stuff like that like i am like psychology and the way the mind works and how majority of us are all fucked up you can get that book so this individual that you think is a sociopath Mm -hmm. what qualities oh i can't say qualify this individual i can't say to be A sociopath. I literally can't say. Why is that? Because it would give away who it is. Oh, my God. I cannot say. I can talk about the qualities of a sociopath, um, but I'm not going to give the specific qualities of this person because then they will know who they are. That's and no they, fun. It's confirmed that they listen to this. And and I can't let them know that I know that I'm onto them. So, therefore, my listeners... <laughs> One of Someone y'all. out there We're talking about one of y'all. <laughs> one of y'all is a sociopath. Yeah, and it's a lot of y'all that listen. So, and I want you to probably know, more than one. I want you to know, I ain't scared. I'm not. Why would anyone be scared of a sociopath? Uh, you should be. Why? Well, one of the things that qualifies a person as a, as a sociopath is that they lack um, compassion. They they don't feel anything for anyone. That's scary. So everything that they do is um, driven and motivated by self. So they're selfish. I guess, yeah. So they're motivated by... So whatever it is that they want, they're willing to do anything to get to that. So, 
for example, one of the things that they talk about in the book is like sociopath in the workplace, which we've all seen it. That's the person who is willing to do anything and everything to get to the top. They will throw anybody under the bus, get anybody. They'll do anything to get to the top. Nothing will stand in their way. And people can interpret that however they want, Mm -hmm. um, because some people could just say, well, they're motivated. They're hungry. I don't give a fuck what you say. It's a character flaw. Right. Um, yeah, so they're they'll throw it. They don't care for anybody. If you and they're charming, they they don't have. Oh wait, I want to make sure I'm not confusing a psychopath and a sociopath because they're different. I think sociopaths, and I could be wrong. So look it up for yourself. Don't ever just take my word for anything. But um, you, you could look it up yourself. But I think sociopaths also don't truly feel emotions they mimic the emotions around of the people around them so say if i tell you something right say it's me you and and the sociopath Uh and i tell you something like oh i just got promoted and you react with joy the sociopath is going to mimic that do they feel joy no they don't care (laughs) but they're going to mimic it because they're using you to gauge what is normal societal behavior Hmm. um so Oh, shoot, I shouldn't play with that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting book, especially if you're into, like, how the mind works and um, things of that nature. It's really cool. And then hopefully later on in other podcasts, we can talk about, like, other shows and things that I've watched that kind of tie into all that because I'm obsessed. So, so how would you identify a sociopath? Like what, what traits are their character would, traits? What would you look for, right? Um, because it's hard. It would be really hard to identify a sociopath. Um, you would have to be like, you would have to be trained to do that. I feel like in order to truly identify a sociopath, that's another reason why I said I'm not a hundred percent sure if this person is, but I would classify them as one. Um, but most of the time, sociopaths are charming. They are a lot of the times the popular one in the group. So it's hard because it's not going to be a lot of people think, oh, it's the quiet ones or it's the ones that come to parties and sit in the corner. It's it's not always that person. It's, it's usually the person that everybody loves because they're trying to fly under the radar. And so the way to fly under the radar is to be the person that nobody would suspect. Nobody suspects the one that everybody loves. Everybody just says, oh, so and so wouldn't do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because when everybody in the room can vouch for you, right? you're not the suspect. So it would be hard. I mean, <laughs> if you're really concerned um, about a person in your life, I don't know. Do your due diligence. Do some research, I guess. Or if you're that concerned, cut them out of your life. And you don't have to worry about it at all. But I guess some character traits, like I said, they're charming. Um, everything is really self-motivated. They're manipulative. They don't really have emotions or relationships that are of value. If you can't do anything for them, then you're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If you can't do anything for them, then you're not of value. To you're them. disposable. They don't care. So they're just going to cut you off. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. That just sounds like people that's just out there going to get it. What if I'm just that person that's like, if you're not helping me get to the next level, then what do I need you for? But that's different. There's levels to it. Now, if it's to the point where, like, say, I'll use the job again as an example. So say we work together, right? Right. 
and we currently hold the same position. Um, I don't know. Let's, I don't know. We're trying to get promoted. And um, there's an opening mm-hmm. now, right? And we're both going for it. I'm the sociopath. You're just a normal person. Mm-hmm. You're working hard. You know, you're working extra hours, taking on extra work, doing what normal people would do. Right. Me, on the other hand, I'm doing all of that, but I see you as a threat. Mm-hmm. So I spread a rumor about you or I set up something where it makes it look like you stole from the company to get you fired. So that way I can get promoted. Right. But are we best friends? Do we have a relationship Maybe. outside of work? But it doesn't matter. Because set up set up the scenario well, so I can know how to act wait, as wait, a person. But, even, but that's such a strange question, though, because even if we're not best friends or even if we're strangers, where are your core values? Where you are your get morals? get it how it is. Nah, fuck that. That's See, and I've always said something is the fuck wrong with you. I've always said. <laughs> so I'm a sociopath? Maybe. Man, I got to go get it. If somebody that I have no relationship with no ties to mm-hmm. no nothing why should i care about them if we're going after something the same that's like a, a race right right but why should i care about this individual i'm trying to pass but so there therefore has to be a line therefore i'm gonna hit them in the back end let them spin out and i'm gonna move forward but would you do that would you honestly do something like that it depends but i'm just saying like no but tell me for real would you do that would you feel guilty about it absolutely not what you're crazy you wouldn't feel guilty about it no if you they didn't do this thing right instead of you just outworking them and getting it honest you set them up you made it seem like they slept with somebody in the company or you you took something and put it in somebody else's purse or in their bag or whatever to make it seem like they stole it so they could get fired you threaten them you blackmail them but see and then they get fired and then you get the job you would feel no guilt no remorse see those circumstances i feel like are a little extreme but that's what a sociopath would do that's what well they do extreme things like that because i feel like if somebody's doing extreme like that extreme things like that to get ahead then yeah they're crazy yeah but okay so but that's what i was going to tell you too so that's kind of what makes it different because most people hold themselves to a certain standard Mm -hmm. or there's like a line or a line or you have certain um like core values and morals Mm -hmm. that you hold yourself accountable to right you know so for me and this is and everybody is different you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. something you may do or be willing to do i may feel like it's immoral but it doesn't necessarily make you a sociopath right but there that's why i'm saying there's a lot of different factors so it's hard to just label somebody or anybody as i say it's it's not just one thing so you think you would have to be an educated professional to identify a sociopath and you i think you would have to be pretty close to the sociopath to recognize the signs and and see the dirt and really observant um to see the stuff that goes on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and in tune to stuff like that and know what to look for i Mm -hmm. guess but um if it was easy to spot a sociopath and none of us would be getting manipulated or played so i don't think it's as simple as like checking off a list you know right well do you think everybody has a little sociopath in them sociopathic tendencies i feel like what mainly qualifies somebody again i'm not a medical professional but what qualifies somebody as a sociopath is that they literally have no compassion but my my question is do you think is a little bit of um sociopathic things in all of us Mm. no because to go as far as saying 
sociopathic tendencies or just a little ways like like i said if it was somebody can you do something cruel and lack remorse and compassion but does it have to be cruel could it just be something a little sneaky uh what's a little sneaky like throw a banana pill on the floor and hope they slip (laughs) no i think you're just a little bit of a sadist if you (laughs) if you do that no i but that's the thing with psychology not everything is completely black and white you know so bringing that up let's talk about um Mm. some possible famous sociopaths right um possible or well it hasn't been i don't think they've been confirmed a sociopath okay so um what is her name lacey peterson lacey peterson story oh lacey peterson and why can't i think of his name Mm. no we need to know his name so oh and scott peterson scott peterson right give give the world a little bit about that story if they don't know okay so um we recently just watched this documentary and there's kind of two things i want to hit on it but basically it's about where can they find this documentary oh you can find that we watched it on amazon prime all right, it's on um, the A&E channel, right? So we have Amazon Prime, and under that specific category or um, channel, A&E is like where First 48 and stuff like that come on. Mm-hmm. This is where we found a documentary. Yeah. So it's basically about this woman um, who and her husband, they both live in Modesto. And Modesto, she, California. Yeah, Modesto, California. And she pretty much winds up comes up missing oh she's pregnant she's pregnant um eight months pregnant i believe and she comes up missing on christmas eve and i want to say i can't remember what year this was 2002 2002 um she comes up missing and you know pretty much the typical her husband reports her as missing the police then start to pursue the search looking for her etc um the husband winds up becoming the prime suspect um, and that's kind of like just the gist of it. If any of you have ever seen Gone Girl, it's very, very, very similar. There are a lot of similarities. So if mm-hmm. you've watched Gone Girl and you decide to watch this documentary, it's going to be a little bit of a deja vu. Um, but there are a lot of differences, too, though, um, okay. as opposed to the real life and then the fictional. So the documentary, right? Mm-hmm. So she comes up missing. She's eight month pregnant. She comes up missing on December 24th christmas eve and police are called so on and so forth how describe how how the actions happen like describe the so documentary basically all this documentary, and it will be some spoilers in this yeah so. it's definitely gonna be some spoilers but you can still watch it because we don't have all the facts right and and there's a lot of things I, I re-watched it again and i took like some notes for y'all just to hit some interesting points um, but this documentary is nuts. Like it really just plays on how the media has a big hand in shifting or, or I don't want to say shifting, but in altering people's thoughts. Yeah. And, and pushing you to form a conclusion, influencing you pretty without much without all the facts. Yeah. Influencing you or, or taking the, th- the facts and manipulating, and manipulating them. them. Exactly. So I took a couple of notes. So basically what happens is she gets reported missing. Um, they come to the house and they do like a thorough search of the house or whatever to see if they can find clues, this, that, and the third. So I think I only took notes up to like episode three because there was a lot going on. And at that point I was like, y'all just need to watch it. But one of the things, and this is just referring back to the media that I thought was super interesting, 
um, Ken, I think you pronounce it Alueta, um, made a response uh, regarding the media. And he said, this is another OJ. Wow, this is great which I thought was such an interesting statement to make because what happened with OJ and that woman was like horrific. Right. You know, it was really, really sad whether he did or he didn't do it. It was horrific. And if y'all not familiar with the OJ Simpson story, man, look that up. Yeah. Y'all been under a rock. What was that show? What show? That where Cuban Gooding Jr. played OJ. Oh, on FX. Mm -hmm. It was the... um, it was the state versus OJ Simpson, yeah. something like that. That would be a good one to watch where you could just wrap up everything for you, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, this is another OJ. Wow, this is great. Now, this is a person who's in the media. So for you to look at something so tragic for a family and think, wow, this is great. We can profit off of this. is is nuts. So that already right there, for any of you guys who don't understand how the media works, news works, it's all a business. Mm-hmm. Um, their job is to get you to tune in to their channel, to right. to their station. Right. Um, so just keep that in mind. But anyway, so the police go in. Um, there was no forensics, forensic evidence of any kind. Um, but the fact that, oh, this is going to be a big spoiler. I should save that for then. So there was no forensic evidence of any kind. I do remember that them, them saying, or the media saying that the police went in and stated that the whole place smelled like bleach which would basically be implying that something happened at the house where he would have had to clean it up, um, being a murder, possibly. That was false. None of the police stated that they ever smelled bleach in the home. Um, So they were already starting to kind of manipulate the audience. Right. Into forming a conclusion of what happened on December 24th, when nobody really knows what happened on December 24th. But before they thought it was a murder they thought it was a missing person right so but be- they said this in the beginning though oh the hell the whole place smelled like bleach that's what the media was reporting from the beginning right so before it became a murder case it was a missing persons case mm-hmm. and leading up to all the all this um what am i looking for leading up to all this the uh, leading up before it was a murder case all these things was happening with what's his name scott peterson mm-hmm. he was um being viewed in the media as an emotionless yeah, person that's the point i was gonna hit so i a note i took was a huge thing they focused on was that he didn't show much emotion or the emotion they thought a husband should exhibit in the wake of losing um no i don't want to say losing his wife but her going missing so much. what was he um doing to make them feel like that throughout the the missing person case at this point. He was just stoic. Like, there was no emotion. I remember they did a press junket, and I think he spoke. And usually when stuff like that happens, they're crying, they're pleading to the community, please help us find XYZ, Uh pleading to um, whoever may have took them, please return my daughter, please return my wife. There was nothing. He could have been reading the ingredients off of a box of soap. (laughs) <laughs> so like he didn't shed no tears no and mind you like this is getting big media coverage right. similar to some oj type stuff media all over the place outside their house following him everywhere um and modesto is a small city in mm-hmm. nor in norcal right mm-hmm. so stuff like this gets a lot of attention mm-hmm. because it's such a small town and a lot of these things not a quiet town not a quiet town but yeah. a small town so a lot of these things don't happen in a 
suburban area. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's um, emotionless, right? They yeah. have, um, you know, press conferences and it's no compassion. He There's doesn't nothing. show. He's he doesn't show apathetic. anything, right? Yeah. So, um, what other things was he doing to make? So they described his demeanor as off. That's one of the words that they used was off when it came to the murder of his wife and child. Now, at this time, they didn't know that it was a murder. She was still just missing at this point. But they described him as off. Um, And that was pretty much it. That was pretty much the consensus as far as his emotions went the whole entire time. Like from beginning to end. I'm talking about even trial. Right. There was nothing. You guys will really have to watch the documentary to understand that he really wasn't conveying any emotions. (laughs) Nothing. Um, Not even like good, the bitch is gone. Nothing. Like there, there was no indication of any, anything towards her. Uh Um, So I kind of wanted to go back to the media again. And this was, um, this was following up with them searching the house. Like Mm -hmm. when the police first started searching the house. So the media reported that he washed his clothes before he, before his wife, wait, hold on. The media reported, oh, he washed his clothes before he reported his wife missing and the house smelled of bleach. So I touched on that before. Um, No physical evidence in the home was found or at the workplace. Physical evidence of her being abducted or murdered? Murdered, nothing. 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 They found nothing. It was clean as a whistle. Nothing to indicate that anything went down at his home or in his workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, He fully cooperated. Or no, the police say he cooperated to an extent. Whatever that means. But he did cooperate, though. Right. Um, He was working with them. But they said to an extent. Um, So that was pretty much the beginning phases of everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go into where the bomb drops, where where shit starts to really go left. Because I don't think, as far as the police goes, I don't think he was a suspect in the beginning. No, not at all. Because it was a missing person, so he wasn't a suspect. Right. The media kind of zoned in on him because Mm -hmm. of the fact that at the press conference... He didn't really show any emotion, and people were disturbed by that. I mean, but honestly, like... Me watching that too, I would I would think it was odd. Right, but take a step back. So, the reason why um, he wasn't a suspect at first is because um, it was a missing persons case, mm-hmm. and the police conducting their investigation found that people seen her oh, walking, walking her dog. dog, so on and so forth that morning, and he so happened not to be there that morning. And there were eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses in the neighborhood who could attest to seeing her walking her dog. Um, I do remember a point in the documentary where the police said that they interviewed the neighbors mm-hmm. and each person, each eyewitness that said they saw her. If you pinpointed it on the map, it formed a perfect circle. It was a 45 minute walk, which was typically the walk that she would take mm-hmm. anyway. Right. So there was that. The police never followed up or looked into that, though. They never um, followed up with an interview for those for the neighbors. OK, so go ahead. Take yeah so um it was just like people had seen her Mm -hmm. so the investigation was a missing persons and then um they started having press conferences and then the media started seeing his emotions and or their lack of emotions and 
put out a picture that he could be the primary suspect because of no type of emotion yeah. shown. Because why don't you care? Your wife is missing. You should be devastated. You should be barely able to hold yourself together. I feel like that's what anybody would expect. Right, right. So with that and people tying into or listening to the media altered the police to think that maybe he is a primary suspect. Do you think that's what happened? I don't know. I think they thought it was strange themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah, I just think they thought it was strange themselves. And honestly, too, to watch that, like on the news, it was everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to have that influence you. They shouldn't because it's their jobs not to let that influence them and for them to just find the facts. But I think it's hard not to let that influence you. Um, So that was kind of the beginning phases of the investigation. He wasn't really a suspect. The media thought it was strange that he didn't really exhibit any emotions. I think it's strange he didn't exhibit any emotions. I thought him not exhibiting any emotions were just like shock, maybe. And you're right. It could have been. Or because he has so much going on, like the media, Mm -hmm. police in and out of his home, his family, her family. Like you may, he may try to be strong and maybe crying Mm -hmm. behind closed doors. Who Mm -hmm. knows? And I, and that's 100% true. Cause like, even for me, if it's only, it's two things. If I'm overly stimulated, I'm either going to withdraw completely Mm -hmm. or (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to have a mental breakdown, emotional breakdown. Right. So that's, it could be true. He was just trying to keep his composure. Um, so then pretty much after that, a bomb drops. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this press conference that's called and everybody's tuning in because this has been such a big deal, right? Right. This lady walks up to the podium and basically says, I'm having an affair with Scott Peterson. Boom. <laughs> so on top of okay his wife is missing and his unborn child then he's not showing any type of emotions at all whatsoever in the press conferences nothing mm-hmm. then come to find out oh this he got a, a, a girl on the side yeah a little side bitch he got a little side bitch so she does this whole press conference i can't remember exactly what she said but if you watch it i think they show it Mm -hmm. um but he was having an affair five weeks prior to lacy's disappearance it's Mm -hmm. a disappearance at the time and he told he they were introduced by a mutual friend and he told the mutual friend that introduced him that he was looking for the one which i thought was weird because he had told police when um, they were interrogating him they had asked him, were there any issues in you and Lacey's marriage, blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, everything was fine. We had a perfect marriage. But yet you're telling your mutual friend, oh, I'm looking for the one. Right. So. But do you think he was telling the police that because he don't want to seem 100%. like a sociopath? Well, not even a sociopath. It, he don't want to seem like a fucking suspect <laughs> because that's one of the prime you know i watch all these murder shows mm-hmm. that's one usually one of the reasons right. they're having an affair they want to get rid of the other person right so he didn't want to seem like a suspect because if that was me and you came up missing and i had a side nigga that's not the time to come out and say that i have one you know not when you're missing potentially dead that's not the time for me to be like oh by the way so um i think if i was in that situation i'll just tell them everything like oh yeah i got a side bitch i've been cheating mm-hmm. um 
or my marriage wasn't rocky, but I was being sneaky. I had like, some extracurricular. I had some extra energy I needed to get out. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't think I would hide that. Like especially if I know I didn't do it. But that's the thing, though. So that's to me what I thought was interesting because, like you said, if you know you didn't do it, it could have been one of two things. Right. It could have been, well, I know I didn't do it, but but I don't want to make myself seem like a suspect. Right. And this is going to make me seem like a suspect or I did do it mm-hmm. and I don't want this to be a red flag like, hey, he's a suspect. Right. So, I mean, it could go either way. We we don't know. Or like what I thought when I first watched the documentary is that maybe he didn't show emotions because he was just over his wife. He was over her. But what about That's the. That's why he had a oh. whole new boo. I was going to say what about the baby, but he yeah. didn't even want a baby. Right. And she wound that she was pregnant. But so, then that would be another reason why he could have killed her. Who knows? Nah. So he had told the girlfriend, this was another like juicy bomb that they dropped. He told the girlfriend that he had lost his wife. Meanwhile, <laughs> the police is recording these phone calls between the side bitch oh, and yeah. Scott Peterson. Yeah. So b- because she had come out and did the um, press conference, the press conference, which mm-hmm. she told him he was going to do. He said he was totally fine with that. Right. Um, but yeah, so she was working with the police at this time mm-hmm. and they were recording the phone calls. So he had told her how that came about actually was that he had to come clean and tell her, okay, well, let me go back actually. So he had told her that he had lost his wife and um, this would be the first holiday without her. Now he told this her was, this yeah, prior to her. It was nine weeks, I think. Prior, no, nine days. Was it nine days? Because no. no, 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 it was a couple of weeks because yeah. in the documentary she said that he told her that December, December 9th. 9th. Yeah. So he had told her that December 9th, mind you, Lacey didn't go missing till December 24th. So that's like a what? And I think Nancy Grace said this either he has really bad luck or he's clairvoyant. And this is or when, he did it. This is when he became the official prime suspect mm-hmm. in the investigation and they turned it into. A murder case and no longer a missing person. Yeah. So, so mind you, you know, the police are recording these calls between him and the girlfriend and he has no idea. And she's trying to keep up appearances because basically the police are trying to get him to admit to something. Right. That would um, incriminate him as being the person that killed Lacey. Right. But. And they haven't found a body or anything yet. Nobody, no physical evidence in a home that somebody has been harmed or murdered. But talk about what makes him kind of innocent in this situation or makes him innocent in this situation. Okay. Well, let me say this part because it still has to do with the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go back to that. So she's keeping up appearances um, because they're trying to get him to admit to whatever. So he's telling this girl like, oh, I can't see you right now because I'm in Normandy. Um, you know, I'm out in Europe traveling with my friend Pascal and somebody else came to visit me from Spain. Meanwhile, he's in fucking Modesto doing the searches with the neighborhood watch people or whoever. So one night it was on New Year's Eve and they were having a candlelight vigil for his wife, Lacey. And he's talking to the girlfriend, telling her that he's at the Eiffel Tower watching fireworks. It's odd. Like, he's laughing and giggling with her on the phone, telling her he's in Europe. Meanwhile, you're at the candlelight vigil for your wife and your unborn son. And this was... Talking be- to the girlfriend. This was before um, she knew 
No, she knew. No, she didn't know at this point. But she was just phone tapping she, for the police. She was phone tapping for for the police. She knew, but he hadn't admitted to her yet. So she had to pretend like she didn't know. Oh, she had to pretend that yeah. she didn't know that. It, I mean, that the wife was missing, MIA. that he was married, none of that. Oh, so yeah. she knew he was lying. She knew, but he hadn't admitted it to her yet. So she had to pretend like she didn't know. I missed that whole part yeah, in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... She knew the nigga was lying. Mm-hmm. And she just went along with it. Now. For the phone calls. But prior to that, when they were dating and before Lacey was actually missing, she didn't know. Right, right, right. He had told her she was right, dead right, right. and all that. Right. So um, for anybody out there that got side pieces and then got a whole relationship, <laughs> man, pick your side pieces. Because she fully cooperated with the police. Because she cooperated with the popo like it was nothing. She said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Record these phone calls. Mm-hmm. She a snake. <laughs> So actually you tell that part, Tay, about part. you know, him being at work, the um the internet searches, the Martha oh, oh, oh. Stewart so episode. What I because I still think he's innocent. I don't think he did it. I, I think he might be because too. it's too much evidence that shows that he didn't do he it. He didn't do it, right? So the morning that she's walking the dog, um, mind you, is witnesses seeing her walk the dog. Obviously the witnesses point a circle. And the route that she took to take walking the dog, right? And then um, he told the police that they were watching an Martha Stewart episode that morning. About lemon meringue, specifically. About a pie or they were making something. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, and then he leaves. He searched stuff up on the internet at his job place. She searches up stuff, searches up stuff on the internet at home mm-hmm. which places a timestamp, right mm-hmm. i can't give you all the full details y'all just make sure y'all watch it mm-hmm. but anyway it places a timestamp that she and the police thought she was murdered on december 23rd that night mm-hmm. right but the, being him being gone and her being on the internet at home and all these facts places her at home on december 24th so that kind of identifies that he's innocent and apparently he Murdered her in the house. Remember, they didn't find no physical evidence Nothing. in the house. They found a hair. Oh, go ahead. They found hair. but And, she her, lives and there. it's pliers at work. And right. hair on his clothes, but that's his wife. That's so. his wife. Right, live together. Um, no physical evidence in the home. No sign of um, no blood, no nothing at all. So apparently he killed her December 24th, right? After she walked the dog, but he wasn't home that day. Uh, during that time. He was fishing San Francisco Bay. Right. That's a big part. Which to is remember. about an, an hour. hour or so away. So anyway, timestamp <laughs> shows she's at home while he's fishing. But a, the police writes in writes a statement saying that um, he killed her that morning, tied her up, put her in a tarp, put her in the back of the truck, drove her to the warehouse to pick up the boat, put the body in the boat, <laughs> put the boat in the water. Drove out to whatever And it's island. a small boat. It's a small boat. Very, very small it's boat. It's not like no yacht. yacht or no real fishing boat. It's one of them five, six hundred dollar boats you get. It's like a like a kayak type boat. Yeah. But just bigger with a motor. Fit like three people in there. Like a kayak with a motor. Yeah. So um all this stuff he was doing, he got a, a receipt from the marina, right? Which means he spoke to somebody. Which means it could be for the people parking. for the park. It's people all at the marina. And he just got a body floating in a uh And they said the that he tied the cement blocks to like each of her extremities. The right. boat would never be able it would have capsized. Right. Which actually the defense attorney did um 
an experiment basically exhibiting that, that there's no possible way for him to have these eight pound cement blocks tied to each of her extremities. 150 pound woman. Yeah, eight months pregnant. And then a 200 pound man. Yeah, and dump her in the ocean. Without the boat capsized. Exactly, so. That makes no sense, right? That just lets you know the police had him guilty from the jump. Yeah. And they wrote their own narrative. It was low key like they were just being lazy. Like it was easy to pin it on him. So let's pin it on him and wrap this up. And wrap this up. Yeah. Because, and I think the police want to do that because they have so much attention on them from the media. Yeah. And that's one thing that they said too. It was, it was saying it was a lot of pressure on the investigation team and the police department to find the person that did this. Right. Um, so yeah, I think it was just, it was, he made it himself an easy target pretty much. I think he was just dumb, (laughs) but they made, he made himself an easy target. Um, so then skipping ahead a a little bit more, there are a lot of other interesting things that happen in between now and then, but if we spent all spent the time doing this, we'd be here all night. Right. Um, so then I can't remember how much longer after her initial disappearance, but at some point a torso is found in the San Francisco Bay. This was a whole year later after. Was it a year? It was a whole year. The timestamp oh, showed crazy. a year. That's crazy. So there was a whole year later, a torso was found in the, in the San Francisco Bay um, and a body of an infant found 18 hours later. After that initial body was found. Right. Which it was identified to be Lacey Peterson and the baby. Now, mind you that the police. And he was fishing in the San Francisco Bay. Mind you, the police gave up his whole alibi on the news. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. So which means that if I killed Lacey Peterson. Mm -hmm. Right. And And they're already gunning for him. And they're gunning for him. And they just gave up his whole alibi on the news. I'm me as the actual murderer. Yeah, let me go toss her body in the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, be done with this And let shit. him sweep it again. And he gonna get convicted and I'm not. Yeah. You know, it's Good crazy. fucking riddance, yeah. So, um, so then, of course, <laughs> that creates this whole frenzy. Right. Because he was fishing in San Francisco Bay, blah, blah, blah. Y'all can put two and two together. Mm-hmm. So then, um, fast forward a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It, it comes to the point where now there's a trial. Right. Um, because they have arrested him and taken him in at this point. And there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of interesting things that we're kind of skipping over. Yeah. Um, but that's just motivation for y'all to watch it. Yeah, make sure y'all go watch it and then hit me up at Shut Up Me I'm too, please. Because I could talk about this all day. All day. So, um, so then they start t- trying to pick a jury. And I thought this was interesting as well. 80% of the jury prior to trial took a survey stating that they believed he was guilty. 80% already felt that he was guilty. And that's because they publicized the whole the, case. The, the whole case. And the jury was not sequestered. No. So they was able to heavily like, influenced by the media. Right. So they was able to read newspapers, watch TV. It was a gag order, but so right. <laughs> And there was even one, I remember they were talking about this one lady. Um, they interviewed her to be on the jury. And, you know, they were asking whatever prerequisite questions they have to ask her. And she made it seem like, oh, I think we need to give him a fair trial, blah, blah, blah. Said everything she was supposed to say. Was this the redhead female? No, 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 no. 
this oh. is somebody prior to her. Mm-hmm. So then she goes to the bar that night because they wound up picking her to be in the, on the jury. She goes to the bar that night. Somebody overhears her saying, yeah, those dumbass defend, uh, defense attorneys about everything I said. I can't wait to get on um, get on the jury and fry Scott Peterson. So anyways, whoever overheard um, reported that back and she wound up not being on the jury. But there was a couple more people after that that it actually was, no, did wind up. It was one of the jurors that reported that. Oh, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a couple people after that that wound up being on the jury um, that kind of had the same mentality. But y'all got to watch it. I mean, the ending is crazy. It's I just don't know if he was innocent. I just I mean, if he was guilty, I just don't know. Um, I don't want to say, you know, what wound up happening with him. But y'all can definitely research it. I think watching the documentary would be super cool. I only took note. I mean, I heavily took notes from like the first to third episode. So you could see how juicy this is. Right. It was how many episodes on? Like six I or eight? Yeah, six, probably six to eight episodes. Yeah. So it's extremely juicy. It's really, really good. It is an old um, case and it, it was heavily publicized so a lot of you guys may have heard about it but if you're like 90s babies like us um, yeah. you probably don't know much, <laughs> know much about it I remember hearing about it but to watch it and really get the facts and see how the media really can just influence you so heavily right. and misconstrue things and really report whatever the fuck they want to report Right, because they're the media. Because they're the media. Um, hopefully, this just encourages people to do their due diligence. Like I said in the beginning, don't take my word as bond. Don't take anybody else's word as bond. Do and your research. Now, this goes back to me. This goes back to us talking about sociopaths, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing what we know and what our viewers briefly know. Mm-hmm. Do you think Scott Peterson is I don't a know. sociopath? I don't know. Because they didn't go into detail much about him. But just to be from, honest, just from what you've seen in a documentary and all what I people s- explained about his demeanor or his attitude, do you think he's a sociopath? Um, well, they really mainly only interviewed his family about him, which, of course, they're going to say he's charming. Um, so that could be that's a trait. Yeah, that's a right. trait. But that doesn't necessarily deem you a sociopath. Um, and he didn't he he showed no type of he was so apathetic during like the press conferences and stuff that is a sign but i feel like a true sociopath would milk it they would milk it oh so you think they would have been showing false 110 percent. i didn't think about it that way yeah because they know if well if i don't show emotion that's strange right i'm supposed to care society says i should care about this little bitch and this little baby right you know even though i don't I'm but not going to let these people know that. I got to fit in. I ain't going to jail. Yeah. You fit into the crowd. Yeah. So, no, I think he was just stupid. Now, do you think he killed her? I don't think so. Yeah, you guys got to watch it, man. Watch it. Hit me up at... Um, do you think he killed her? No. I think he's innocent. <laughs> I I'll think he's you. innocent, too. Um, hit me up on Shut Up, I'm Talking, the podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on Instagram at suit underscore the podcast. And let me know your thoughts. Hit me up too, please. And watch it. You know what I mean? And um, you can follow her at Grandma Spunk mm-hmm. on Instagram. But watch it and let me know. A, a few of you hit me up in the DMs on the last episode, and I'm, I'll answer right back fast. So let me know. But 
Babe, I'm curious. I want to argue. So, hit well, not yeah. argue, but debate. So, if you, especially if you think differently, if you watch the documentary and you think he was guilty, definitely hit us up because yeah, I would know. like to hear those perspectives too. What about um, Aaron Hernandez? Oh, mm. <laughs> I don't. I okay. Is he a sociopath? Um, or was it the CTE? Hmm. Okay, one thing that I want to say before I answer that, that's another good documentary that you guys should watch. Um it's on Netflix. Because it doesn't it doesn't push you to form any opinions. It no. really just gives you the facts. And I liked that. And that Aaron Hernandez documentary. I don't know if it was the CTE. I don't know because there were other people, other football players that have CTE and they didn't kill anybody. Does that mean anything really? No. But what about not conveying emotions? Cuz he Um even on a, oh a yeah when he calls. got yeah but then he kind of did like he did with his cousin or his aunt or whatever it's different that's somebody he cared about though. but a sociopath has no ties it don't matter if you my cousin my aunt my it doesn't matter i don't feel that for you hmm. now the aaron hernandez documentary. but oh wait sorry but she rode hard for him. She did. So he could have been playing it that way because he knows, oh, she willing to go down for me. He could have been using her. He could have been using her because anybody who's willing will willingly be a casualty of war for you. I got to keep you on my side. And for those of you who don't know who Aaron Hernandez is, he was a, a tight end for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. So cute, too. He was so cute. A few years. And, um, He's a convicted murderer. He committed suicide in jail mm-hmm. or not. I don't know. Maybe somebody killed him. And then I don't know if he's a sociopath because the love he exhibited for his daughter. But do you think? Yeah. If a sociopath created a kid, he yeah. wouldn't care about his child. Yeah. I don't think they I would think intentionally. I don't think they would intentionally create kids unless it was to keep somebody around i'll have to explain that to you off air because I, I have is I this think, i think that's a stretch though you can think what you want i don't think it is so a sociopath is just this complete i said emotionless what I said. person mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to read the book yeah we're gonna have to get a um what they call them people oh what's the profession in this the, what? Uh, psychiatrist yeah on the podcast yeah for sure i'm gonna find one we should Ooh, we should. We could be like Shane Dawson. For those of you people who don't know Shane Dawson, he does documentaries on YouTube about famous YouTubers. Um, also, if you're even if you're going to school for psychology, hit us up. Yeah, please come up, please. I have so much to talk to you about. Come see us. That'd be dope. So, um, the Aaron Hernandez documentary is a great documentary. I found it phenomenal. New- understanding of him now i don't know about all that well yeah 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 he's crazy that's for sure he is crazy that's for sure and um like he's out there so spoil alert or spoiler alert all right should you spoil it i should okay (laughs) and if you haven't watched it Stop the podcast, go watch it, and pick up. And let's have a discussion. Um, he was killing people at a young age. Mm-hmm. Right? He was this phenomenal football player. In he high was school. angry. 
Um, he obviously had uh, problems in the home. His dad was an alcoholic, I believe. Um, he was His father was abusive to his mother. I don't know if it was physical abuse, but maybe verbal abuse. Um, but he was a football star, right? That's all he knew was football. And he's from a small town in New England. And um, he goes to... He goes to... Um, Where'd he go to Florida State? I believe so. Yeah, Florida I think State, so. Gators. And, you know, he's living his life, right? A lot of football players feel like they're untouchable. And if you're a football player. Because low key, they are. How? What? How okay. Why, that's a prime. The documentary is a prime example. Even just think about football players in high school, athletes in general. Well,. I'm not gonna say athletes in general because I do. It is this stereotype, or like basketball players, football players, I should say, or just athletes in general. It's a stereotype that a lot of football players get away with being very aggressive with people. They like to get swept under the rug. Even in a documentary when he was at Florida, he was doing stuff and they were sweeping it under the rug. What about the um? What's that drug? The tramadol. The shots, the injections that they were giving people so they could play through the pain. Oh. And the, it was banned, right? Nobody was giving it, getting it. Who were they giving it to? Aaron Hernandez. Yep. Why? Because he was a star athlete. Yep. But anyway, um, so he's down there in Florida. He's feeling untouchable. He's 17. Apparently, he gets in tour with some two guys in South Beach, and he shoots them, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, we That's never... We <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. We never heard about him shooting somebody when he was 17 years old, right? But it comes out in this documentary. Now, it's not fact he wasn't convicted, but the people that he was with said that he shot at these people. It's unclear if he killed them or not, so I'll, I'll retract that statement, but he shot at some people at 17. I think he fucking shot him. Never heard of it. He shot him, but he didn't kill him. We don't know if he killed him or not. Mm. But... We never heard about that in, what what year was this, 2002? I would have to look it up. We never heard about him killing people in Florida, right? So then, so then um, he goes and he has his phenomenal season in Florida. He gets drafted, so on and so forth. He's living his high life. And before he got his $40 million contract extension with New England, he's out in Miami again. He's at a club with this well-known drug dealer. I'm talking about, like, real street dude. Is that my friend? Not my real-life friend. My friend in my head? Yeah, a friend in your head. Okay. That he, um, they're out. And apparently some guy spilled a drink on Aaron in the club. And he gets upset. And then he said, fuck that. We about to roll up on him. Saw him leaving the club. They pull up next to him, and he just kills them both. Point blank, right? Point, Range. Well, side by side. Yeah. In the car, like a little drive-by. But yeah. he kills them, right? And then goes on to play a whole season. A whole season. A whole season of football. Unfazed. And wins a championship. Seemingly unfazed, because I don't know his behind the door, behind the but scenes life. wins a championship. <laughs> right and this is just and then from there it's just the cousin it just spins out of control from there just spins pretty out of much 
That was a really good one to watch. I think, though, that I agree with what you were saying before. That would be a good one to discuss with somebody who played pro football. Yeah. So, um, Robert. We putting you on blast. (laughs) BSOG. (laughs) You need to come on the podcast so we can discuss how football players are. You know what I'm saying? In your perspective. You've been on there on all three levels, high school, collegiate. And professional. Yeah. Come holler at your boy. Yeah. All right. So we're not going to deep dive into the. We'll Aaron save that Andrews. for later. We'll come back to that at a later date or another episode. But you guys should definitely watch that, right? It's on Netflix. Sit down, grab a glass of wine, a beer, whatever you do. You'll end up binging it. And binge watch it on the weekends. Don't do it on a work day. All right. I need y'all to go to work so y'all can um, drive to work and listen to my podcast. Exactly. All right. So, babe, let's get into this. Uh, Coronavirus I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so scared. Let's get into that too. I feel like <laughs> I don't know because I feel like what I'm gonna say is like y'all. I it's just real extreme. Yeah, and hopefully throughout the podcast <laughs> of the future podcast dates, y'all will get to understand me and why this makes sense in my head. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> okay. So basically, I I mean, if you haven't heard about the coronavirus, I don't know really where you've been. So but before we jump into the uh, coronavirus, let's give you a background on the Chinese culture. Culture, right? And it's nothing wrong with it. No, at all. So at all. What's what's Obviously, we know China is overly populated. Extremely. That's why they have that rule where you only allowed to have one child mm-hmm. and then let's remember that china is a communist country. country and if you don't know what communism is get your dictionary yes yeah, time to do some google research babes on, on um, google it right so anyway in this communist country the government has the right to do whatever they want and mm-hmm. the people have to follow this okay and and not only that, I, I think just going back to the fact that it's overpopulated. Overly populated. I think I mean, there's no way that um they could keep up with agriculturally, keep mm. up with how many people they have in the in the country. Right. So with that being said, that's gonna lead into some things that I know. Now, we don't know if these are, are true facts. are factual, but do your own research. Do your own research. All right? This right now, let's just say this is just for entertainment purposes only. only. <laughs> um, but like I was saying, I mean, you guys have seen the videos of them making the fake cabbage. That's uh, that's the state that they're in right now because there's so many people. There's just no way agriculturally that they could keep up with feeding all of these people. It's just not possible. And oh, go ahead. And um, the pollution. The pollution yeah. is very bad yeah, in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard for them to grow food, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking? What mountain terrain or mountainous mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. in China that's inhabitable? So mm-hmm. they can't branch out because it's it's a lot of mountains in their country, right? And I think that's going to play on another factor too, because when you think about pollution and all the chemicals in the air and things like that. Um, this pretty much leads directly into what I'm about to talk about. So we've all heard about, you know, them eating cats and dogs and whatever. And me, I'm a grain of salt type of person, you know. So I've heard that. Do I know it to be fact? I don't really know. Have I seen them chopping up a cat or like whipping up some cat stew? No. 
So I don't really know. Right. But um, with the population thing, it kind of makes sense why that would happen. So with that being said, I was somewhere because I don't want to give away too much because mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to hear and be like i know who that is right but um i was somewhere and this person frequents china often um so this is coming from their experience but basically you know i've heard that they eat bat stew and soup and whatever so this person went to this meeting a very important meeting. And you talking about big money meeting. Big money on billions, the line. Billions on the line. Of dollars on the line. Which after I tell this story, I want to know what would you do? <laughs> right. But so it's big money Wait, on set up set up the scenario for. Okay. So You're it's this executive. This executive. For your company. For your company. X. Whatever you want to call it, whatever it is you want to do. But mm-hmm. and and this is important to you. It's crucial. You gotta orchestrate this deal. This is right. money. Because you're bringing billions to your company. Yeah. Billions. Yeah. Not, not hundreds of thousands, not in, not millions, billions. And think about what that means, not only for your company, but for you. For you. So you have to go out to China and you have this big business meeting with these people, right? So they take you out to this nice restaurant, real fancy. Everything's going cool. You feel like you got this in the bag. All you have to do is just keep up appearances until the end, handshake, seal the deal, right? So they're like whining and dining you. Shit is real lavish. You laughing, drinking. Next thing you know, they bring out a live snake. You're like, oh, this is some cool shit. Like, what is, you know, what is this? Like some Cirque du type stuff. Like, what are we about to do? They're showing, they put it in your face, showing you it's fresh, it's live. They chop that bitch up into a salad. (laughs) And And serve it to you to eat. Don't cook. They don't cook it. And they fry the skin so you can have some texture in your salad. chips. You eat that. Some snake skin chips. Cool. You stomach that. Whatever. You're cultured, right? You can handle it. Then. (laughs) What happened next, baby? (laughs) Now, mind you, are you going through with this to get this billion dollar deal for your company hot no you didn't already ate the snake follow me (laughs) just follow me you didn't ate the snake Mm because you culture and you can handle this then they put a 10 on a (laughs) 2 and they come out with these little shot glasses and some green shit and And this ain't no wheatgrass no it ain't no wheatgrass shot (laughs) you're not gonna be feeling revitalized after this or maybe you will i don't know um if that's your cup of tea if that's your cup of tea they bring out this green shit and this is an honor what they're doing right if you do not take this shot and i'm gonna tell you what it is in a second if you do not take this shot it's a wrap it's like a sign of disrespect it's a when di- they yes offer you. shame on you shame on your family yeah it's yeah like they just like you might not leave out of there alive oh okay We'll go with that. I don't know about all that. But you said in the scene, baby, I'm with you. So you might not leave alive (laughs) after that. So they put the shot in front of you, right? And you analyzing it and you're like, what's this? Some green shit. Oh, it's some snake bile. (laughs) So take this shot. You're going to take the shot of the snake bile. Everybody else at the table is going to take a shot of the snake blood. Wait, so... Mm-hmm. He only took a shot mm-hmm. of the, or whoever, only took a shot of, of the snake bile. And everybody else took a shot of snake blood. Blood. Here's my question. Is that a satanic ritual? No. Oh. Because that's what I thought. Would you rather take a shot of snake bile or snake blood? Blood, for sure. 
you answered that pretty fast. Because I thought about it. <laughs> Blood for sure. Okay. Um, so so let's say, oh, we should have did this. Like, remember those goosebump stories where you had to like, if you do this, go to page. Blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so at this point, if you didn't take the shot, you're done. Your business is done. Everything's done. You, you can go home. First. And shame. 15 hour flight back to America. Yeah, and you can explain to everybody why they ain't got a job. Why you didn't close the deal and why you fired. So if you did take a shot, let's move to the next level. <laughs> so you took the shot, right? You've probably invoked some type of demon, who knows? <laughs> and then I'm um, no disrespect to anybody's culture. I just make bad jokes. Um, then they bring out a monkey. And you like, okay. What kind of monkey, you know? I don't know. You choose. I don't I don't know. Whatever, a monkey. I don't know the monkey species. Though. A monkey. All I know is gorilla. A monkey. One of them planet of the eight looking monkeys. They bring it those out. Those are gorillas and silverbacks. Okay, so no. What oh, was Caesar? Oh, this got real sad. Yeah, you 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 making A this. monkey. <laughs> Let's just keep it real generic. A monkey. They bring out a monkey, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, here comes the entertainment. Because after that, I'm going to need it. I need something to take my mind off what I just did, right? They knocked the fucking monkey over the head. Cut the skull open. And now you got to eat the brains. Raw. Raw. Fresh. Hot and steamy. Like some Hannibal Lecter type stuff. Well, at least he cooked his, but. Hot and steamy. Ugh. Are you doing it? For, the, for, your, for, the, uh, for your company. You doing it? So just to bring it back full circle, um, and we had to make it very entertainment y as possible because that's some that's some dark shit. But this happens is what I'm saying. Um, this happens. So I kind of supposedly it happens. So okay, supposedly it happens. We'll be like those movies. Mm -hmm. um, supposedly it happens, and so this is kind of a theory that some people have of where the coronavirus originated. Um, because when you think about it, like we were talking about pollution and think about they're eating all these animals. Right. And, and the animals, not, their their food chain is just unforgiving. Like mm -hmm. it's like everyone eats everything. Yeah. And, and I'm sure like the animals are eating other animals. For sure. Well, yeah, because that's a circle of life. But well, I'm talking about like even plant eating animals are probably now eating meat. Because shit is so scarce. If they're eating regular animals. Oh, you want some evolution type shit. That's what I'm saying. Mm. If they're eating regular ass animals, then. This is getting real sci-fi. What is the animals eat? What are the animals eating? I don't know. This is getting real sci-fi. And their country <laughs> is full of pollution. True. So. But. The vegetation is probably bad. What I. That's. Okay. So that's what I was going to say. The pollution. You know, the animals are living in this environment and it could be making them sick. Very sick. And then the people are turning around and eating the animals that are sick. Mm -hmm. And then now what that's manifested into this virus that's right. now being widespread throughout their country, um, which would be pretty hard to contain because of how overpopulated it is. Right. Hey, wait, hold on, babe. Let me touch on this. So for those of you that live in Los Angeles or the Inland Empire, you know how polluted it can get out here, right? And if you've ever traveled, like me and my wife, we went up to San Francisco. So beautiful. And it's always foggy and clouds come in, so it sucks up a lot of their pollution. Mm -hmm. We get out there and we're breathing that fresh air and it makes us nauseous. It makes you sick. Because we're That's used to the air quality down here where we're from in L.A. County, San Bernardino County, mm -hmm. right? 
you go to an uh, area that's fresh and new, you will feel a, a, a different way. It's, it's like, a sickness. It's a sickness. So, um, I had a friend who moved to Oregon and suffered from that. In the beginning, it made her extremely sick. Right. So green, go green as much as possible. Yeah. It's a real thing. Get those metal straws. Um, <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> So the animals are, you know, they're getting sick and then the people are eating it and in turn becoming sick as well. Right. Um, so that's one theory. But then I was at work last week and me and this girl talk about the coronavirus all the time. She always has these different theories and take this with a grain of salt because I don't know where she gets her information from and I didn't back check it. But she was saying that Go ahead. she was saying that he was making a weird face. She was saying that a baby was recently born with the coronavirus. Born with it? Born with it. Now, prior to that, we heard that it was airborne. Mm -hmm. So for all of y'all who can put two and two together, for a baby to be born with it, then proves it's not airborne. Well, how does that prove it's not Because airborne? when you're inside the womb mm -hmm. you're physically attached to your mother whatever she consumes you consume but what if the mother consumed it the airborne way through breathing the baby wouldn't get it why because if i get the flu my baby doesn't have the flu but if you're sick that wouldn't that make the baby no sick? why think about okay think about if i have let's say i had aids right and i had a baby the baby would have aids if I had, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm, passed mm -hmm. through the bloodstream pretty much. So you think it's a bloodborne? I think it right, has, I think it has something to do with what they're in. I think it's the food. So I think it's baby they, born in China. Yeah. Hmm. With it. So I don't think it's airborne like what they said. Right. I think it has something to do with internal. Mm. It's because of what they're eating. And if you, what if, if you both though, is that it possible? Could, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But if you think about food and if you know anything about nutrition and things like that you are what you eat it's Facts. true so i i kind of believe that theory that it could be because of what they eat i don't know mm. um but this leads me into the topic of let's say it is airborne right mm -hmm. it ain't no fucking escaping it no there's nothing that you can do um put on as many masks as you want sanitize as much <laughs> as you want if you breathe it, you got it. Now, let's say that that's the case, right? And we've had a couple of cases where it touched down in Orange County. Um, where else? Marino Valley. Well, they brought the people in through Marino Valley or Riverside. I'm not hip on where. Okay. Well, it's in it's in America pretty much. It's in right. California and a couple other states. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say it becomes widespread through here. Everybody's getting sick, right? And it's on some zombie apocalypse type shit. Right. Where's your head at? So are you trying to say that possibly the Chinese GOV? No. I didn't get to that point yet. I was going to say if it's if it's airborne. Right. And it takes sick. over and it takes over people's brains. Mm hmm. And they become zombies. Mm hmm. And it's some apocalypse type stuff. Well, I'm strapped, so I'm ready. So you would fight through. Absolutely. I wouldn't. I would do it just because I like zombie apocalypse no, movies. No, bro. And you watched the up. watching The Walking Dead. I'm not they living like that. Though. I ain't living like survive to do what? 
run from zombies for the rest hey, of your life? It's a real life video game. I'm about to. Ew, no. I would just. You'll become a zombie? I'm running straight into the corona. Like wherever it's at, I'm going there because I wouldn't want to live through that. So you'll become a zombie? No, because I would tell you blow my brains out once I turn. I'll let you live. That's what? what you wanted. You would keep me a pet like, um, what's her Michonne? face? Yeah. Yeah, I cut your arms off. Oh, that's sweet. And then cut your jaw. That's sweet. And every once in a while, I throw like little pebbles at you every once in a while. Oh, I thought you were going to say a little little human flesh at me. No, 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 no. I wouldn't feed you. <laughs> so fucked up. What? That's so fucked you up. You can starve. You're a zombie. We have Dude, no that's ties. that's rude. I just throw pebbles at you. You know how you get bored and you throw a ball up against the wall like a little tennis ball? And then you put your feet up against the wall and you just chuck the ball? I wish I could see my face. That's so messed up. I just chuck pebbles at you. So you would just keep me to torment me? I would be bored. So you should have just got so, the coronavirus and died no, with me too? I want to live in the, throughout the zombie apocalypse. Okay. You want to live to throw pebbles at me for the rest of your life? life. My thing is, is look, you my companion, right? Mm-hmm. In real life. Mm-hmm. We have fun together in real life. Mm-hmm. So when you a zombie, why well, I can't have fun still? <laughs> <laughs> But I'm saying, like, is that wrong of me? Yeah. Why? Because you you using me for like, no, I don't like it. No, I mean, but I can't have fun too. You did. You okay? But you can't give me like a little something, something to chase around every once in a while. Yeah, me, because you want flesh. Oh, uh, that's disturbed. But you can't bite me because obviously I cut your. You cut my jaw. And your arms don't work. Oh shit! So I couldn't even eat them anyway if I wanted to. Wow. No, yeah, just blow my brains out. No. <laughs> I have no choice. Nah. I'll do myself So you think the coronavirus is the zombie apocalypse? No, but I'm just saying, like, what if it turned into that? Because people have been, you know, people have their theories and so, whatever. I don't think it's that. I'm just saying, what if? If the world turned into a zombie apocalypse, what would you do? I already told you what I'm going to do. I'm getting, I'm strapped. I'm like a small army. Take me here. to my maker. <clears throat> I would be like, God, pull up on me because I'm over this. I'm strapped. These people over here tripping, say tripping, come get me. I'm a small me. army, right? I'm not going to tell you what I got over here, but I got some shit. I do got a compound bow so I can hunt in silence. I can shoot in silence. And all I need is just a monster truck and I'll be straight. And an electric car with solar panels. You need a so lot. So I don't got to cipher gas. Get a cyber truck. More power to you. Just buy a cyber truck. I don't even know what the fuck that is. The 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 Tesla truck. Oh. More power to you. I would be like, take me to my maker. I'm over it. I'm completely over it. Um, there's nothing new here for me to see. I'm done. It's a whole new world. No, God, pull up on me. I don't wanna be here. I, I tap out. <laughs> Come get me. Cause it's like no, it would be different if I was fighting for something like fight for me stay alive <laughs> why you want to be here you gotta survive no because it's like one of those things where if we at a party and i'm ready to leave the party then we leave the party together well that's different no nah, it's the same so because you want to leave the party and i don't i have to sacrifice and leave the party because you want to leave the party we go into a better party what if i don't want that better party well i'll see you when you get there yeah, see. I'm gonna be at the after party. I guess. 
you you wearing out your welcome at the other party it's turned down now everybody dead there's nothing left so i'm the last surviving man all the crops are so contaminated I, I am legend shut the fuck up i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that no imagine though if it was a situation like that where you it was you were the last one and i and i'm a scientist he was a okay scientist. sure and i'm trying to find a cure no just you the last one and you're you i'm turning up to what what and who to do what i'm gonna find me a bugatti oh my god i'm a speed oh my gosh i'm gonna be on some need for speed stuff jumping off ramps and cars you know what though i truly believe that i do believe you are the type of person that could just totally be by yourself and be content I feel like I definitely am in my own world a lot of the time, but I like to share that with somebody because it makes it more fun to me. Right. And so I wouldn't be making it. I think I'll enjoy that time. Do you think, though, like, let's say I was like, all right, Tay, I'll stick around. I'll do this with you for like, I'll give you a good six months. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In the apocalypse. Do you think that I would survive? If you with me, absolutely. No, just on, just period. By yourself? Yeah. I think you're resourceful. Yeah. You I watch know. a lot of Bear Grylls. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I miss that show. 600 pound life. I know a lot of shit that don't matter. That's what I'm saying. And you, yeah. You just not, you're not with the physical stuff. No. But I could try to be. But if it really called for it, because like, <laughs> I'll watch like disaster movies mm-hmm. or superhero movies mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think in my brain, I'm with it. Like, oh, I got to cut off my arm. Otherwise, this is going to, like, take cut the bitch off then. But are you with that in real life? Um, I could be. See, I'm with that in real life. I could be. If it's a, if it's a survival thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I just absolutely had no choice. But it has to be a reason for me doing this. It has to be something on the other side. What's more important than surviving? Well, that's what I'm saying. If I'm going to survive just to continue to fight my whole life and be miserable and running from these goddamn zombies and I finally find a home with these people and then they overrun that and now all the food is contaminated and boom, I'm pregnant. Now the baby crying and all the zombies are chasing us. It's like, all bad when the baby It's too me. much. It's too much. I'm over it. So you just give up? Because there's nothing that I'm fighting for. I'm just fighting to continue to fight for the rest of my life. There's no, like, salvation. There's no salvation. To me, it would be like, for what? You tired. I'm over it. You over it or you tired? I'm over it. Does that mean you're tired? No, that means that I'm sick of this shit and I'm out. But does that mean you're tired? I guess, maybe. Or I just don't have the patience for this shit no more. And I'm ready to go. I don't know. I, I try to like, even if there's no one on earth, I still try to rob a bank. But at the you're end, you're so of, annoying. But I, just because you can. Person, but if I'm the only person, on but earth, are you robbing? Not, if you're the only person, that's what I'm saying. Doesn't it make it mine? Yeah, pretty well, much. I'll rob myself just for the fun of it. Bye, Tay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> just to say, who you gonna hold up? Are you gonna line up all the mannequins, put one behind the the little teller thing, and? I won't shoot nobody. Time bro. up. They just, mannequins. But I'm saying though, like you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be like in it. 
like 100% like these people you would be living in like virtual reality I that's think that's what, what you would convince yourself game. it is yeah, yeah absolutely you'd be like this is virtual reality I'm in it yeah weird can't relate I try to find a few homies though that's with it like all my no boys but I, you're the only one like all my boys I play Call of Duty with I think we'll enjoy that now me and Call of Duty cause remember when I kept dying I was getting fucking pissed off and then I had a kill streak I let you have that kill. No, you did. <gasps> what? Truth comes out. No, you didn't. I did. Too. No, take because I was really mur- I was really getting you, and you were shooting you back at me. No, really but you were me. shooting back at me, but I was just getting you in the head real good. I was letting you. Yeah, and no, I don't believe that. So what I'm saying is, I think if it was like a real life apocalypse type situation, or even when all this abduction shit was going on, oh, I feel yeah. like I, when I'm done being scared, I get so fucking pissed off that thinking about like, you tried me, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. really tried me, that I really would be like a force to be reckoned with. You'd be a little Rambo. Yeah, I think niggas would want me on their team. I would be on the front lines until I was like, okay, I'm over this. God, come pick me up. Going wrong with that one? No, I think. But you know what? In all honesty, mm-hmm. Jesus grabbed the wheel. Yeah, come get a nigga. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm about to be dealing with all this when I could be up in heaven doing whatever. You know? Fine wine. Yeah, combing Jesus's hair, giving him little braids. Like why would I? Well, whatever he wants. If he want a little man bun, he could get that. Like whatever he wants. That's what I want. Uptown fade. Then that's what I'm gonna do. Because when I feel like when you go to heaven, it's like the matrix, you just download stuff and you know it. You know what I mean? So whatever you want to do, you want to uptown pay it, boom, I'm a barber. Let's get it. All right. Well, y'all, that's Shut Up, I'm Talking, the podcast featuring my wife, Faith. <laughs>